Maybe we were watching some films, but we were stuck in the film days. Don't take much to memorize these films because I was watching films. And if you want to watch the greatest movie podcast, and if you (laughs) this week on the show, School of Rock. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show where everything is made up and the points don't matter. That's right. The points, the points are like Chris Bonapani's take on Jojo Rabbit and Little Miss Sunshine. Agreed. <gasps> yeah, agreed. This is the greatest movie of all time podcast. I am your your co-host, the Big Deck Boski. And I am your guest co-host, your wife, Gia Bowski. All right. We are going to watch every single movie ever made and decide which movie is the greatest of all time. How's it going today, Gia? It's going all right. Today, we are talking about School of Rock. But before we get to that, last week we discussed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was a great episode, great time. We just sh- shit-talking Grandpa Joe. So please, <laughs> so please check out that episode out in any episode in our catalog. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use. Please subscribe and review if you can. It's very helpful for the show. Let us know what you think on social media. Start an argument with us. Agree with us. Give us suggestions. You can find us on the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, Greatest Movie Pod on Instagram, and at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. And you can always send us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please tell your friends about us. And as our substitute teacher, who isn't really a substitute teacher, but pretends to be a substitute teacher, just to teach us how to be a rock band, always says, I pledge allegiance to the greatest movie of all time podcast and will not fight them for creative control and will defer to them on all issues related to the movie direction of the podcast. And Lawrence, the keyboard player, also has a message directly for me. You are a fat loser and you have body odor. (laughs) All right. So here we go. We're doing School of Rock. It is a 2003 comedy music related film directed by Richard Linklater. Linklater? Linklater? Or Link Earlier? Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) These are legit laughs or are you just like making me feel good? No, I I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Ah, see? See? (laughs) I'll tell you what it. <laughs> All right. It stars uh, Jack Black as Dewey Finn, Joan Cusack as Principal Rosalie Mullins, Mike White as Ned Schneebly, and Sarah Silverman as Patty. It has a 7.2 on IMDb, a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty pretty big number, and uh, an 82 on Metacritic. I am shocked that Metacritic gave it a good score. Uh, usually they give movies like this bad scores in, in, in my you know recollection of Metacritic things. Um, let's check out a couple of reviews. Okay. I will give you a good review and I'll give you a bad review. Let's see. Good review. By David Anson of Newsweek. School of Rock made me laugh harder than any movie I've seen this year. All right. 
There you go. Bad one from Antonia Cork from London Evening Standard. So she's British. I'll do it in a British accent. School of Rock just doesn't rock. It has no appetite for destruction, no raw power. It's like late white snake, tittied up, overproduced. Jack Black is not, sad to say, Jack White. Um, I, I think this is one of the worst critiques I've ever seen in a movie. I agree. I don't even, I, she, she, actually, she actually makes no points here. Not at uh, all. No it's raw power. What does that even mean? What is she? What is she trying for? It's a kids movie. I know, um, and I don't. I don't think you're going to get nearly the amount of laughs with Jack White than you would with Jack Black. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. Jack no, White I is. Mean, a f- I, I'm aware. I'm aware. I've seen him as Elvis. He's hilarious. But Jack White's a very funny guy. But yeah, Jack Black. I mean, come on, that's stupid. And together, stupid. they're Jack Ray. So I mean, Jack Ray. That should that should be the next. The School of Rock Two. Next Jack. <laughs> next Jack. Um, <laughs> All right, Gia, you're going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to give you the top of my head a 30-second summary that's probably going to be a shit show. Uh, last week, it was very nerve-wracking when I did the Willy Wonka one. I have no script in front of me. I'm just going to spew out some sentences and see what happens. All right. Uh, count you down in three, two, one. School of Rock is about a Dewey Finn who gets fired from his band and needs to upstart his life. He ends up taking his roommate's name, Ned Schneebly, and becoming a substitute teacher, even though he's not one. Uh, he ends up taking over the class and teaching them to be a rock band. Uh, they go and play Battle of the Band somehow. Uh, the principal's pissed off. All the family's pissed off. But at the end, everyone plays really, really well, and he teaches the kids a valuable lesson. You should play rock. And the three seconds left. I, I, I should no, when, I, when I finish talk, talking, you can say time. Sorry. Or you, yeah. could, you could, or you could just say, okay. Well, do you know what I was at? 20, probably like 20, twenty-three. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't know. I did my best. That's basically the movie. Um, I, you know, that's the plot. Uh, Gia, this movie came out in two thousand three. So I graduated. I was a, I was a sophomore in high school when this came out. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you were in the eighth grade at this point. Yep, I you was were- in. Middle- do you remember seeing this movie? I do. I went to the movie theater to see this with my friends, Danny and Stephanie. Nice. And I'm assuming you liked it from the get-go? From the very big. Be- I think I enjoyed it more than anybody else did because I just immediately gravitated towards everything Jack Black was doing. I was like, why couldn't we have had a teacher like this? I would have done so well. Right. Even, even, even if Jack Black in, in the movie was teaching math and English and history, I think it would still be a fun class. So yeah, I don't I don't think I remember seeing this at any point. Like I have a bad memory for some things and I don't remember seeing this for the first time, but I've definitely seen it like we've together we've seen it probably like 12, 15 times together. Um so it's I, w- def- I would say that we've seen it so many times that anytime we've uh quoted it, it's literally been like verbatim like identical. Like anytime it's, we're never over dramatic, even though it seems like we are, we're right on point. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we definitely uh, talk about this movie quite often and we say a lot of lines from this movie. Was um, this it, one of the ones that I showed you? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I would have seen this like, cause you and I met in 2008, this would have given me five years to see this movie. I'm pretty sure I've saw it before I met you. All right. But I'm not, not that I'm not giving you credit. It could have been, but I feel like I, this was one of them that I probably would have seen because I was a fan of Jack Black anyway. Right. Um, but who knows? Um, so, yeah. So that's 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 that section. Uh, I don't really remember seeing it, but let's jump over to our top three scenes of the movie, which we do every week. 
Uh, Gia, what is your number three scene from School of Rock? So my my number three scene is a collection of scenes of any time we see the band No Vacancy, which is the original band that Jack Black is in. Any scene with them, so from the very beginning where they're playing the song at the intro, um, right into them kicking him out of the band, uh, walking into the practice with Spider being there, um, at the very end, when they're playing at the end, just all, all of their collective scenes. Um, I think they're such a great band, even though we're supposed to hate them. It's hilarious and they're great. And it's Adam Pascal. I mean, yes. Yeah. I love Adam Pascal, obviously from the movie Rent and the, the Broadway version of Rent. We got to see him live. We along did. With we Anthony did see Rapp him. Yes. Rent. Amazing. We did see I Anthony Rapp and him. Yep. We did see them, both of them, uh, Rent, and it was awesome. Um, I agree with you. My number three scene is actually when when uh, Dewey gets fired from the band. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they were called No Vacancy when he was in them, or if they changed their name. I don't think they, they make the, they don't make that clear in the movie, but yeah, I, I I love it. You know, Jack Black's character just over talking Theo the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, you're out, you're fired," and he just keeps talking. <laughs> Gotta stop playing some music, <laughs> like just totally dissing them. Um, and one of our favorite quotes to, to, to say as a couple is, uh, makes us both laugh is when Dewey's walking up the stairs to practice. And we just hear Theo in the background, like feel teaching them. Me. Yeah. He's like teaching them a new song and he's like, feel me a minor G. And it's like, so funny to me, especially because like, spider, he's replacing you. Yeah. Spider, spider. Hey, what's up dog. <laughs> and the bass player is like, Oh, this has come between us. I mean, I care about you. And it just shows Theo <laughs> rolling his eyes. You voted him out too, man. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really adore the scene mainly because, you know, I, I'm in a band, I, I've been around the band scene for a long time now, and it, it's accurate, you know, that, that is the way things go. Mm-hmm. Um, though Dewey was a little bit, I feel like Dewey was actually kind of nice about it. He could have been a lot meaner to them about this whole situation, being fired from a band that he started. That's, uh, really awesome. that's like if my band did that, if they were just like, yeah, Derek, you're fired. I'd be like, this is my band. Yeah. Then I would sue them for the copyrights for 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 the brand for the band name. Well, you know what? That's kind of I feel like what happened in a Clockwork Orange. You know, I mean, uh, Alex. Really, Dillard, really, really. I'm really? Sorry. We talked about it last time, and I want to talk about it now. Add it to the list, damn it! It is on the list. We'll do a Clockwork Orange at some point. Is this is going to be a new Gia thing where every <laughs> this was a thing for me every for every episode for like a while I would bring up Game of Thrones so eventually Rick would just be like well this is the Game of Thrones section now so well that's what this reminds me of he kind of got kicked out of his own gang and he was he was the leader of the gang you can't do that the difference between this movie and that movie is that there's no rape <laughs> okay okay <laughs> all right Off topic. Uh, but that was my number three as well the firing from the band uh, what is your number two scene so. I mean, there is a collection of scenes where like he kind of is like with one particular student at a time. So whether it's with like Lawrence, you know, I'm not cool or Tamika, where she's like, I'm fat, I can't sing. And he's like, what are you talking about? Everybody wants to partner with Aretha like or uh, uh, Zach, where he's just like my father doesn't. So like I think there is just like the collection of like the single scenes with the kids. And it's really hard to just pick one. But I guess if I had to to really pick one, I guess I'd pick Lawrence's scenes just because like you can see that from the very beginning like he doesn't fit in with like his classmates and like the moment that this teacher comes in and he's like you I I noticed it this time around and I never noticed it before where he like rips down the 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 um the stars and the demerits whatever and then he's like what is this and you see Lawrence's face and he's smiling um 
but I think just like the collection of scenes with him together where he's just like, I'm not cool. And then he's like, of course you're cool, man. You're in a band. So it's kind yeah. of cool to see that. Yeah, definitely. And and we're actually we're actually going to come back to that, Gia. I have some miscellaneous that is exactly about Lawrence. So I think you'll enjoy my miscellaneous later. Oh, cool. Um, but my, uh, and, and again, I like all of those segments. I think they're they're really helpful to understand the theme of the movie. And that's mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll get to it later, but I think just the top of my head, I think it's kind of like be yourself and be who you want to be mm-hmm. type thing, but we'll get to it. Um, he's just telling him, telling them basically that he wants them to listen to what he wants to listen to. That would have been me as a teacher too. Well, I think he pushed him in the right direction too. Like he was like, I, you know, obviously Dewey is kind of that person. I agree. But at the same time, I feel like he is also like introducing them to something that they might enjoy. Yes. Um, and they end up enjoying it. So, so good for Dewey. We're all in that same fashion where I feel like we're all, uh, and he, he's basically the same character he was in High Fidelity, where he, we're all music snobs. Yeah. It's like, come to me with your shitty taste and we're going to tell you why you're wrong. Right, exactly. We, we, we would fit in High Fidelity very well. Absolutely. Um, so uh, my number two scene is when he's putting the band together when he comes back to the room after their music class. Mm-hmm. And you know he picks Freddie for drums, and you know she calls him Spazzy McGee. By the way, uh, this is part of my miscellaneous, but Jack Black actually nicknames everybody, and re- like th- those were his nicknames. Um, did he? Sub. Yeah, Turkey <laughs> Sub, yeah, Redhead or whatever, Roadrunner. Um, but uh, and then he, you know, picks all the different people for the band, and then that, you know, it's so good. And like the, the rest of you guys just get to watch the magic of rock, and they're like, "Oh, you mean we're not in the band?" Wait a minute. That doesn't mean you're in the, it doesn't mean you're not in the band. And he puts together like roadies and he puts together <laughs> all of that stuff. Groupies. Groupies. That's, another thing, that's another thing I need to come back to at some point. Yeah. Go back to that. Yep. Yep. And he ends up getting the backup singers and things like that. I think it's really fun to watch how he puts things together and makes like, you know, Lawrence do the door song and, and Jack Black is just so freaking animated. Mm-hmm. Um, our rec- when we do recasting later, we'll talk about it, but it was so difficult for me to find somebody to match that energy. Um, so, but I'm not uh, going to say this. I'm not a hundred percent happy with my recast. It was one of the toughest ones that I've had to do just because these characters fit so well with each actor that it was really hard to like substitute them out with somebody else. So, yep, for sure. For sure. So what is your number one scene? Uh, my number one scene is Battle of the Bands. I think, you know, when everyone comes together, you know, you see the band full on and you've got Jack Black doing the Angus Young with the schoolboy outfit and just the song coming together. Uh, you know, each person really like just showing off their skills. They all have their own style. It's just really nice to see it all kind of come together and be cohesive. And all the parents are like, School of Rock. School of Rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is my my number one as well as the final show at the Battle of the Bands. And, um, you know, I, it, it's a mixture of a lot of things, but I love like, you know, the band, like the School of Rock band is like looking at no vacancy and kind of an awe of like, oh my God, it's a real band. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, they get on there and they kick some ass. And I, lo- I love the fact that like they give you surprises. This show is a surprise for the audience because like, we didn't know Tamika had like a little solo section vocals. Yeah. We don't, we didn't know about like the, the way the show was going to be. And, you know, and then like, um, like he really, everything came together. The whole like uh, Gordon with his like computer skills and did the whole background and the, the lights and stuff. Like the lights were on point, like the dry ice. Yep. Yep. Everything was uh, really, really cool. It's a great scene and stuff. And then like, 
no vacancy wins it. But again, it's not about winning. It's about, you know, you, you, just because something wins something doesn't mean it's not the best. There's something else that's always like, what about this, though? School of Rock was obviously the most fun thing that though that audience saw and the whole crowd agrees, you know, and so they come out and do an encore and everything. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a great scene. Both of our favorites. I love that the that the kids even say that too because obviously once they don't win, Jack Black is like, "Oh, come on, we lost!" And then they're like, "Well, you know, music isn't about winning, you know." And that's always funny too. Sex Pistols never won anything. Well, they shouldn't have. But regardless of that, you know, well, they 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 help start a movement for sure. For sure, for sure. But in terms of just like musicality. You know, like if if one of your members doesn't even really know how to play their instrument, then they're not. I love the Sex Pistols. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, like they only had like what one album? They have one album, yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, we're still talking about them to this day, so they did something right. Oh, so um, but so let's go over to the worst, uh, the worst part of the movie for us. Um, Gia, did you have anything here? Um, I just it's hard to pick something that's like the worst. But I basically just said that Jack Dewey Finn is a piece of shit at the very beginning. Like, gave absolutely, he's literally like stealing the identity of his roommate who he's already been like mooching off of for God knows how long. And he went into this prep school lying, saying that, you know, he's going to be covering for a couple of weeks. These kids literally lost like quite a few weeks of schooling. And the fact that, and one of the things that stuck with me is Summer was like, my mother doesn't pay $15,000 a year for recess. Now, $15,000 a year. Rich folk. That is a lot of freaking money. That's, that's a mortgage right there. That's, yeah. And like, and essentially they were just playing rock band, which don't get me wrong, I, I would have loved for that to happen to me, but like, yeah, if I, if I had the money and I had a kid, I would send him to school of rock $15,000 a year. Oh yeah. But the other thing too, is, uh, I, I feel like, especially in schools like that, like in, in public schools, like, I don't remember having like a music class that like that, you know what I mean? Like even when they were in the school and they were all doing like the classical, whatever, like we didn't have that shit. Like, I think like we had, I had like a flute for like a month and then that was it. And then they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do music anymore. And then they would like cut back our gym and everything else. So I feel uh, like that's the story of public schools. They don't have the payroll. They get rid of the arts, pisses everybody off. And they just say, it's, it's like, the, it's, it's like, the, it's like the William H. Macy line. And um, uh, Mr. Holland Topus, when he's like, when it comes down to, to, th- to theater and music and, and, and math and English, I choose math and English. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, he's the principal. Um, but, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I can see that, you know, Dewey is a piece of shit. But at the same time, he's, he's definitely for himself. Mm-hmm. But then, but the, but the, like he goes in and it's not like he's like, oh, I'm going to make these kids a star. He's like, I'm going to make them in my band. So I have my band. And then obviously throughout, like he changes as a person. And like, I think I definitely see it in the scene where like they go to, uh, oh, that's another great scene is when they're all uh, faking the illness to get yeah. on the Yep. But, uh, up to that point when like Freddie's in the van with the other band and he's just like so worried. It's good to see that transition in him where he probably wouldn't have given a shit at day one. But now yeah. A, res- a little bit more responsible. If there's a moment that Dewey definitely like shows his true colors, and that's like when Zach is playing his song and the whole band is playing the song, yeah. and and Dewey's just watching them, and he does that like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Like you guys got it. Like that's like a moment there where he's like so proud of them, yeah. um, which is a really cool moment. But as far as worst goes, I don't really have any problems with the movie. I mean, there's a couple of things where like, okay, is that realistic? But it's a movie, so you have to forgive it. Um, like you know, when like we said, like Dewey runs out of the classroom when the cops are in there, and he has two guitars with him, and he escapes the cop and the the the, the, the parents. I don't even think I think when I remember when we watched it yesterday uh, and we see him run out, I don't even think I see the cops come out afterwards. They don't. It's just the parents. It's kind of a goofy scene. Like, is it realistic? Um, And then he like gets he's home. He doesn't even get arrested. He's just home. I know. And then like like that probably wouldn't happen. (laughs) But I will say that the worst thing I could think about is something that I read in in, in my trivia and I will read it to you now. And it's about bullying in real life with one of the character, one of the actresses in this movie. And I wanted to tell you about it. Um, and I usually don't like doing this. I don't like being like, oh, the worst part of the movie is, uh, you know, an actor because they did a horrible thing in real life. It's like, this is about the movie, not the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, I will say this. Um, former child star Rivka Reyes, who plays Katie, I believe she is the bass player. Uh, now goes by gender neutral pronouns, they, them, revealed in February 2021 um, that the success of this movie brought Reyes a great deal of attention, which led to bullying and addiction. Reyes told the New York Post that classmates made their life painful. Reyes also said, uh, Reyes said that they also felt unsafe existing because of obsessive fans and feeling sexualized while barely a teen, including by one man who attempted to photograph them while they were in the sixth grade and by online message boards in which adult men would write, write things like how they couldn't wait until she's 18 or the basis is growing up is going to grow up to be hot. Reyes described themselves as a raging addict from the age of 14 to 24 as they put pressure on themselves to land a bigger part so people would stop calling them Katie and the bullying would stop. They used self-harm, sex, drugs, and alcohol as coping mechanisms to get through this. Wow. So so again, this doesn't have to do with the movie specifically, but it does, you know, as far as their experience, now they have to deal with this and it really, really stinks. And especially because it's a really fun movie and it's really exciting to watch. and It's a lot of fun and it's musical. And now they have to look back at this movie as kind of a bad experience, which really stinks. Um, It really does suck that there's just like an entire community of people who just like prey upon these young children I mean like I remember in in my days it was like oh there was literally and I'm to this day I can't I guarantee you that every young actress whether it's you know the Olsen twins or uh, Lindsay Lohan or uh, Dakota Fanning there's actual websites that are devoted an actual countdown to the day that they turn 18 and that's the most disgusting thing that I've ever heard of. And it sucks to know that this exists. Yeah, absolutely. This, the, I mean, we, people, you know, people idolize actors and actresses on the screen, but it's like, you have to realize they're also people who also want to just live their lives too. And I, I understand why, like a lot of actors and actresses, like if you run up to somebody in the street and just take their picture, it's like, you could be a little bit more nice about it and be like, Hey, I'm a big fan. I'm so sorry to bother you. Would it be possible to take a picture with you? That is a much better approach than just taking a picture of somebody who's just walking down the street with their spouse or going grocery shopping. Like, for God's sake, just like let them be. 
paparazzi who it's literally their job to like make your day hell essentially it's like you can't even like go to the coffee store to get whatever you know what i mean like Mm. uh fucking princess diana was literally trying to escape paparazzi trying to find her and her new beau at the time and literally got into a car accident and killed her it's like right people deserve to live their lives without camera shoved in their face absolutely and uh yeah so let's but back on to that's what we do so the next category is our gold silver and bronze um let's go to bronze what is your bronze so my bronze goes to uh miss mullins uh joan cusack who i just think is amazing in this film i love her uh she's Anything that I see her in, she's just one of my favorite people, Uh, you know, whether she's uh, Debbie from uh, Adam's Family Values. And I just have to throw this out there that that's probably of the of a a twosome of a movie where the second movie is so much better than the first. And that's not saying anything about the first because the first is also amazing. But she makes it that much better because Joan Cusack is a goddess. And when she's just being a goofy, you know, like, you know, trying to be this tough, like, strong teacher principal, uh, you know, but still has like her quirky side. She's just she's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think Joe Cusack did a great job. Fun character for sure. My bronze goes uh, is actually a tie between Richard Linklater and Mike White. Richard Linklater is the director and Mike White was the writer. And Mike White actually plays the real Ned Schneebly in the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they just did a great job doing, you know, their jobs, basically. You know, Mike White wrote, wrote a great script. And uh, I guess he wrote the script based on the fact that he lived next to Jack Black. And Jack Black would, like, run down the apartment hallways naked, listening to classic rock music, just blaring. And I think Mike was just like, you know, it'd be funny to write a movie based on Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Mike White isn't even a big classic rock fan. Um, yeah. So he was just like, I, I have to do this, though. Um, and then Richard Linklater, t- you know, directed the movie. And I thought his uh, directing was great. You know, I, I say this in the past, but any director that has to deal with a lot of kids, it's, it's a tough job. <laughs> we know this from a lot of directors in the past. You know, we know that, uh, you know, Chris Columbus with, with the first two Harry Potter films, like dealing with kids who are just getting going. Like, it's a tough job. You're doing like, you know, extra stuff, you know. Um, but the two of them just did a great job and, and made it made this movie what it was. Um, but uh, what is your silver? My silver goes to it's a, co- a collective uh, win for all the kids because I honestly couldn't just pick one because I thought they were all amazing. They all did a fantastic job, whether it was uh, Miranda Cosgrove as Summer, um, you know, her just snarky little attitude like groupies. You want me to be a groupie like, you know, and she ends up being the manager of the band. Um, but like Lawrence was great. Uh, Freddie Jones was great. Rest in peace. I know. Rest in peace, Freddie Jones. So sad. Um, and I love, love the fact that Marta, who was uh, Blondie, uh, is actually married to the kid who plays Frankie, who was the uh, security. Um, so I also just wanted to throw this out there. I know, I'm sorry, I'm getting slightly off topic. Or should I wait for my little piece about uh, security and uh, a few other people? Uh, do your thing. So thing I noticed... <laughs> Because I have a, anyway, um, so, because I am a big classic rock fan, 
and I am aware of a certain group of ladies who you might refer to as uh, groupies. Um, and I've read a lot of books pertaining to the topic. And so one of the things that I noticed was that the two young girls, which I, I hate saying that out loud, it's gross, um, who were given the job of groupie are in the hallway where Miss Mullins is kind of, you know, walking through and, you know, uh, Frankie, who's supposed to be security, is like, hey, Miss Mullins, you're the man. And like, they're just laughing with him. And I'm just like, is that supposed to be like the groupies are getting with the security to get through them? Because then later you see them, the two girls with Zach, the guitarist. And I'm like, did she move? How did they? I'm going to. I'll write that down. But I'm I, sure. I, I'm sure it was something that they put in there as a joke. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely it, it's it's funny. I can see how people would be like, "That's disgusting," but it's it's a joke. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we can keep talking about it because the kids are my number two as well. Um, the kids are casted great. I love all of them. Even the ones that have smaller parts are a lot of fun. Everybody just fits in very, very well with each other. Um, obviously, you know, and I think a big thing with Richard Linklater, the director, was like. I will direct this movie if the kids can play their own instruments and he got his wish. And that's really, really important to know that they're very, they're, they're all really talented kids for like between the ages of like 10 and 13 or whatever they are. Like that's, that's really, really, they're all really, really great. You know, you can imagine like what they sound like now, you know, especially somebody like Zach, Zach's probably like an insane guitar player now. Um, but yeah, the kids were great. They were casted very well. Um, what is your, I'm assuming we have the same gold. Yes, but mine is also a three-way tie because you kind of you gave yours in the in the bronze, but I I gave Richard Linklater, uh, Mike White who wrote it, and Jack Black the gold. Cause all right. All together, you know what I mean? It's 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 the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost right there. That's the Trinity. You know, without any of those things, this movie would not exist, and every piece of it was perfect. And I have a four-way tie. I have uh, Jack Black, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Marlon Brando. Wow. Um, yep. Great. I think that I think that Pacino playing the part of Marco was excellent. The redheaded kid. Uh, he was like, Jack Black is like, what? Six times a billion. And Pacino's like, six billion. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. And De Niro and, you know, De Niro playing the part where, you know, he's like, who are your influences? And De Niro's like, I don't know. Puff Daddy. I like Puff Daddy. <laughs> And, uh, and, and Brando playing uh, Principal Mullins was just fantastic. The way he can transform himself is just br That's why he's the greatest actor of all time. Uh, no, but seriously, Jack Black, obviously. I mean, he's, he's so funny. He's so great. I mean, it's one of those things. I think Jack Black falls in that category of like Jim Carrey category of like either you love him or you hate him. It's, um, it's, I think I would put him in the same category as Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. Like there's that... Even like, even, even maybe to a lesser extent, but even like Adam Sandler, like he has his own thing, you know what I mean? So Jack Black has like, oh, do you like Jack Black movies? Do you like Seth Rogen movies? Do you like Jim Carrey movies? Like Jack Black has become something of like, he's his own thing, you know? Yeah. And it's funny that you said Adam Sandler too, because now that I'm thinking about it, it does kind of give me like a... Uh, Billy Madison vibes where he's just like in with the class and he's basically one of the students too. Yeah. Like just that immature kind of goofy uh, character that we all just fall in love with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's jump over to miscellaneous. I have quite a few miscellaneous that I'd like to read. Do you have any that you'd like to, to, to rattle off? Um, just a few things that I want to mention just because they are so great. Um, 
I, I mentioned her a little bit earlier, but I do love the character of Patty because she's just <laughs> she's just so funny. Sarah Silverman did such a great job. It's such a small role, but like to this day, we're still like we have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Everything she says is great. I told you to be uh, be like Ned, not be Ned. <laughs> Get a job. The way she says job is like insane. My favorite thing. But very, very strange, too. Like, Sarah Silverman is known for being a comedic actress or just a, a comedian, a comedian. And, you know, and she's in this movie playing completely straight, and it's hilarious. It's yeah. actually funnier knowing that, like, she's super funny, but just not being funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to note that I loved all of the music choices that they chose for this film. I love the fact that uh, I know you'll, I don't know if this is part of your miscellaneous. I'm sure you're going to mention it, but. Uh, uh, I love the fact that they convinced Zeppelin to ha- have immigrant song in there by basically essentially begging them with the crowd of people um, at the Battle of the Bands, just like begging, like, please, gods of rock, bless us with your music. Yep. Got, yep. Awesome. Amazing. Yep. That's one of mine as well. Um, but there's a couple of things I'll, I'll read off real quick that I found. Um, this this, this uh, pertains back to your, uh, what you said about Lawrence. Uh, early in filming, an insecure Robert Tsai, who plays Lawrence, approached director Richard Linklater and tried to talk him out of letting him be in the movie because he felt he wasn't right for the role. Linklater responded that it was his very insecurity that made him exactly right for the role and kept him in. Fittingly, Tsai's character Lawrence has a very similar conversation with Dewey Finn about not feeling right for the role in the band. <laughs> um, but that was a real thing. Um, uh, all the kids really play their instruments, like I mentioned before, and the backup singers are real vocalists. Jack Black also played guitar in the movie, for example, when he's teaching Smoke on the Water, Iron Man, and other songs to Zach, but he didn't do the guitar solos, um, which is kind of obvious because they never really show his hands when he's doing the solos. <laughs> As we uh, know, Jack Black is a, is a great musician, but he's not a mostly like a lead guy. That's uh, that's and that's another great I think too is if you weren't aware of Tenacious D, please check out Tenacious D because it's just it's a duo of Jack Black and uh, Kyle. Yeah, what's his last name? Kyle. Who? Who is uh, in Tenacious D? It's Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass. I said that. I was like, I said Kyle Gass, and I wasn't me sure. Me and KG. That's me. <laughs> Yes, please check out. We are tenacious D. Come fly with us, fly. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, my last bit was um, when Ned asks Dewey to sell one of his guitars to pay rent. Dewey replies, "Would you ask Picasso to sell one of his guitars?" And yeah. Sarah Silverman's character calls him an idiot. Oh my God, he's an idiot. But guitars are a prominent subject in many of Picasso's paintings. So who's the idiot now, Sarah Silverman? Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, I never knew that. Really? Yep. Yep. Picasso paints a lot of guitars in his paintings. Maybe it's hard to tell because they're usually out of place. Right. But that makes that makes Dewey seem a lot smarter. So, uh, but let's go to our favorite category of every episode. And that is recasting. Okay. I recasted Dewey Finn, Principal, uh, I wrote Muffins, Principal Mullins, <laughs> Ned Schneebly, Theo, and Patty. I did everyone but Theo. Okay, why don't I do my Theo first then, since you didn't do it? Uh, My Theo is actually Jack White. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> I do like that. Yep. So I think that we've seen him in a bunch of movies. He's actually really, really great in the movie Cold Mountain, which I want to revisit at some point in the show. Um, I've, he, I've liked him in everything that I've seen. Yeah, he's really, really good. Of, co- of course, he's hilarious as Elvis, but um, he's got a great personality. And I think it'd be really funny for him to be like stingy and a kind of an asshole. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Jack White, as we know, is one of the biggest artists on the planet at this point. Um, he just had two albums released this year. He's on a major tour right now. So um, just want to see him do more. So good for good for Jack White. You have to check uh, out that uh, TikTok that I sent you. You know how like when you're at a basketball game and they like, close in on somebody on camera and then they show you who they look like yeah they did they literally had a picture of jack white and with the, his current blue hair and they went literally it's jack white at the game and he literally looks at the picture and he's like yep that's me <laughs> that's awesome so who is your patty so my patty and again like i think it's only because like she gives me similar vibes but I mean, I, I think this person might even be either the same age as her now. So it would probably wouldn't even count. But I said Amanda Pete. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see that kind of stinginess behind her. That would be perfect for the role. Yeah. Um, I went with somebody who's kind of similar and that can definitely play a, a bitch. And that's uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, okay. Yep. I think I, I could see either one of them in this type of role. Um, who is your Ned Schneebly? All right, so my Ned, I don't know if you're familiar with this this actor, but his name is Nelson Franklin. And do you remember, you used to watch uh, New Girl with me, right? Yes. So he was kind of like one of her boyfriends who was kind of like that taller guy with like the, the, the glasses. I think he was also in, um, oh God, he was on the show Veep. He was, hold on, I'll, I'll send you a picture of him. No, I can look it up. Nelson, what was it? Nelson what? Franklin. Nelson Franklin. Uh, yeah, I guess he doesn't look familiar to me at all, actually. Um, yeah, surprisingly, I don't, I don't know his face. He looks right away, right when I first saw it. Immediately, I thought it was Joe DeRosa. Um, I can but, see that. but okay, cool. Yeah, he looks kind of. Ner- I think, I think the character of Ned's kind of nerdy anyway. So, um, I actually went with um, Adam Scott for my Ned. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I just honestly, it's one of those things where cool he is cool but we've seen him do so many different things and he's kind of a nerd in parks and recreation you know star wars game of thrones fan you know and i feel like he could be kind of like kind of like the kind of kind of like the 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 beta to anna kendrick's alpha in the movie do you remember remember what his favorite band was in parks and rec i don't remember letters to cleo letters to cleo that's hilarious and he's like singing all the words when they play at whatever thing that's funny good stuff um all right who is your principal mullins all right my rosemary mullins i gave to Kristen wig you know it's funny i thought of Kristen wig in this movie i don't know if i did from mullins but i did think of her um, but yeah, she, she's one of those actresses that we've seen her do, do so many things. Yeah. Um, she's a great comedian too. She's so funny. So great. She has great comedy timing and, uh, I could see her playing like, kind of like a stingy teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and I actually went with, um, Tina Fey for this role. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I could see Tina Fey doing this, especially with my Dewey Finn, which is, uh, was very difficult and I'm sure yours was too, but uh, who is your Dewey Finn? So uh, I basically was trying to think of someone who could do the music, who can do like who is into uh, the same kind of music that I could sense. Uh, and I, ch- I chose Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, okay. Excellent. 
he's goofy. I can see him about around a bunch of kids trying to be cool. And I think, I think he'd be a good fit. <laughs> Excuse me. Excellent. I love that. I had two. I'll give you my runner up who didn't make it. Um, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, based okay. on the fact that I don't know if he knows anything about music. Um, I have a feeling he does. He probably does. And you know what? Movies are as such that you can make people look very good in, on, on film. So I'm sure they could have figured that out. But my Dewey Finn, I went with Russell Brand. Um, <laughs> and I just think that, like, you know, of course, like, what was that movie, G, that you, that you liked with um, the actor who was in uh, the original version of Bedazzled? Peter Cook, oh, Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah, and then obviously Russell Brand like redid that. I feel like Russell Brand was chosen for that because he has a specific sense of humor and can carry a film based in his goofy humor. And he, as far as we know, he does do music too, doesn't he? Yeah, like he plays that like Aldous Snow, whatever, in one of those movies. Yeah. Actually, in two movies, I think. Get him to the Greek, and then the obviously the other one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, yep, exactly. And I just, I just feel like I'm walking in, being like a drunk British guy, being like, eh, whatever, just recess. Yeah. And then being like, wait a minute, what, what was that? You know, and doing like, you play bass? And like, I feel like it'd be really over the top. It would be much goofier than Jack Black's version. Um, but hello, you've got a bass. Yeah. Yeah. Just Russell Brand and Adam Scott living in an apartment together. That's so um, weird. <laughs> Jack White being a dick to Russell Brand. Like, I just think all these moving parts would be a lot of fun. That is hilarious. <laughs> but all right. So that was that. Let's move over to the Oscars. And we're not going to talk about a whole lot of it because School of Rock was not nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. And it was a tough year. I mean, best picture won by Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I mean, you're not going to, no, <laughs> you know, uh, the nominations were Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, Mystic River, Sea Biscuit. I mean, um, yeah. It was, you know, Best director. I mean, School of Rock doesn't belong in Best Picture. Bottom line, it's not one of those movies. It's not that type of movie. You know, it's just not that type. Best director. I mean, no, this you're not going to. It's just a fun family film that you know. It's it's not an Oscar winning film. It's not The Pianist. This is you know. This is just a fun film for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, there's even like Best Actor. Like, do we think Jack Black belongs? I mean, l- listen to the actors that are in this year. Winner is Sean Penn in Mystic River. Uh, Johnny Depp for Pirates, Ben Kingsley in House of Sand and Fog, Jude Law for Cold Mountain, funny, I just mentioned that, and yep. Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. So I don't think Jack Black really belongs in this. Um, it's a different type of role, you know? Yeah. Uh, best screenplay. I, I don't know. Definitely have won at like the Teen Kids mm-hmm. Choice Awards. Yeah, like MTV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, there's really nothing here for, for School of Rock. And, and rightly so. Not every movie has to fit into the uh, the Academy's idea of what a good movie should be. Right. Um, so fuck that shit. All right. So that is uh, that's the Oscars. Gia, what are we eating with this movie? Oh, that's a good question. A turkey uh, sub? A turkey sub. Yeah, mm-hmm. a turkey sub with some chips. Yeah. Uh, some Funyuns, maybe, because <laughs> we're all having fun here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also noticed that when they're, all the kids are getting their lunch, there's just some lady handing them a red drink and a cup. Like a teeny? I, I don't know what it is. It's not, it's, it's, it's just in a cup. You're right. Just, it's, you're right. I think it's just probably like fruit punch. Fruit punch it. or something. I, I like that too, because uh, it, it brings me back to school days. But like, I remember uh, in my like elementary school, we literally had like the. It, it had like the tin foil over it and it just it just didn't look right it didn't right. 
was not good. Right, right. They had higher. I mean, fifteen thousand a year. They better be getting some high class shit. In yeah, you better believe that. Um, but all right. So this is this is the most important part of the episode, and that's when I put thirty seconds on the clock for Gia, and she tells us why School of Rock is the greatest movie of all time. Are you As ready, we Gia? Discuss why it wasn't one. Okay, sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Are you ready? As ready as I'm gonna be. All right. Three, two. One, go. So, so you got Jack Black. You got Joan Cusack. You got a bunch of fucking kids who can actually rock. I mean, w- if you got nothing else going on in your evening, if you've never seen School of Rock before, please put it on. You're going to enjoy yourself. I'm not saying this is the best. I, I mean, it's one of the best movies of all time. If you love music, if you love music the way that I love music, you're going to love School of Rock. So shut your fucking mouth and watch School of Rock. Time. 26 seconds. Sure. And if you like music the way I like music, Gia, not a lot of people like music the way we like music. <laughs> um, well, then you're wrong. Exactly. Um, but great job there. Uh, let's talk about the theme of the movie. Um, I think we talked about it before a little bit. Is that's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like be yourself or you're better than what you think you are. I mean, because I mean, Dewey does push Lawrence a little bit and like, come on, like you can do this. And same thing with Tamika. Like Tamika's scared and he's like, you can do this. Look at Aretha. Look at this. Look at that. I mean, I think he I think the theme, I, I guess I guess that could be the theme or maybe there isn't one. The theme is, uh, you know, whatever you think your idea of cool is, you're wrong. Whatever you are, as long as you're yourself and you're putting yourself out there, that's what's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. that definitely. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody who finds you find you cool. Right. All right. So that was School of Rock. We did it. Now, we discussed in the past that uh, Rick Barrasso, the play-by-play co-host, is no longer on the show permanently. He will be on sporadic episodes. However, uh, Rick and I did film the last episode of season two, besides the finale, um, recently, and that was The Princess Bride. So that actually will be coming up next, even though it was filmed out of order. But after The Princess Bride, we will have the season two finale which where uh, we, we rank the last 50 movies that we watched and talked about and put them in order and discuss it. It is a three hour episode plus. So I am going to probably be splitting that up into two episodes. So after the princess bride, you'll probably have finale part one and then finale part two, the week after, then we start season three uh, on a fresh, clean note. A lot of guests coming up. We're going to have a lot of fun. We hope you enjoy this episode uh, with school of rock. I have been your co-host, the big deck Bowski. And I have been your guest co-host, the big Gia Bowski. Wow. Clever. Clever. All right. We will see you next week. And for all of you about to rock, I salute you. <laughs>